Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Better subject to be able to speak on than resurrection. And to be able to speak on new life. And, and my message is really, it's called New You. New You. But, but before I can talk about New You, I need to talk about... Jesus. I need to talk about the resurrection. I need to talk about what happened on that third day when he rose from the dead. And see, when Jesus was resurrected, when he resurrected, he didn't, he didn't come back the same. He, he wasn't the same as when he died. He, now, you can be forgiven for thinking that like he came back in like a heavenly body. Like he came back like an angel. But, but he didn't. He didn't come back because his body was missing. His body was gone. He, his body was reborn. He came back. The, the old man came alive, but it was no longer the old man. It was no longer constrained by those, those earthly things of, of time and space that, that we are all yielded to. He, was, he, he had been released from that. And, his, and although his nature was the same, he was still Jesus Christ. His character was, was no different. He wasn't any different, but, but, but his being had been utterly transformed. His being was no longer the same. I want to read to you from uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 42. And it says, The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spirit is not first, but the natural and afterwards the spiritual. And see, when, when Jesus came back, he was, he was almost unrecognizable. People didn't recognize him for who he was. And, and that was because the, the wages of sin... He had been released from. They no longer had any place upon his body. They, they didn't want there. The decay of sin had relinquished his grip upon his appearance. He no longer looked the same because he bore the new man. He was the last Adam, as it's referred to. And sort of being described as Adam meant that that holiness that he carried was not just, it wasn't just the confirmation of his divinity, but it also set a new template for all of mankind. Yeah. It's a new template. The transformation of his humanity was from being a living being to being life-giving. Yeah. To being life-giving. From just being a living being to being life-giving. His resurrection set the entirety of humanity upon an entirely new trajectory. In fact, to place it back on its original trajectory. You see, when the first Adam, uh, as in Adam and Eve, Adam in the, in the garden, when, 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 he, when sin came into the world, when sin was ushered in, it, it, it brought, it harnessed mankind. It harnessed them. It, it, it placed just sort of such a burden and such a corruption upon mankind. And mankind was never designed to carry such a burden. 
Uh, we look at the, we, we honor, so much honor, the heroes of the Old Testament. And there's so many of them, and the stories of the heroics are, are so inspiring. But, but so often, there, there's these times where that, that final adulation is, is missed, it is robbed from them. You look at King David and how he was, he just at the end, he was forbidden from building that great temple for God. You look at King Solomon, uh, who, who at the end became cynical and compromised. Look at Noah, who became came drunk. You look, at, uh, you look at Moses who stopped trusting. You look at Jonah who stopped caring. There were so many of these great heroes and just at that very end, just the, the, the corruption, the weight of sin was just too much. It, it, it weighed them down. And, and how many others sort of succumbed to the brokenness of humanity? Yeah. It's not a talk of, it's not an issue of their character. It's, it's the brokenness of humanity. Yeah. It just, it, it, it's this corrupting, uh, escalating, continual influence that just burdened down mankind. And, and you know, that, even after the resurrection, even today, that, that, that path to sin and death still remains much traveled. It still remains a much traveled track. It's the proclivity of the flesh. It's, it's the propensity of the carnal. It's like it says there, the, the natural comes first. The natural is what comes first. And we've all experienced that, that, that inclination towards sin. It, it remains that constant struggle. And yet, you know, we, we see God and, and yet that struggle remains. And it, it's like sometimes you feel as if you're sort of moonwalking away from God and just sort of saying, I want to be closer than before, but the drum got in the way. <laughs> but Jesus, he unlocked the muzzle of sin and death when he carried victory from the gates of hell. In, in, in Ephesians 4, 22, it says, Put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in the true righteousness and holiness. See, in in cleansing us, in cleansing us, Jesus made us a a holy and acceptable dwelling for, for the Spirit of God. Our spiritual nature... Our spiritual nature that was, that was dead was, was resurrected. And we, we embody that template cast in Christ. That template, that new man, he cast. We embody that when we allow his resurrection to be perfected in us. To be perfected in us. We put on that new man and we embrace the spirit that is within. We allow the spirit of God to move upon the inside because that is the resurrection. The resurrection of the spirit man upon the inside. It's a little bit like this. Recently, my, uh, my daughter, uh, I took her to the park to learn to ride her bike. Now, she'd had a bike for a number of years. And, but she'd had one with stabilizers and she'd grown out of that one. And, uh, and then we got her one that didn't have stabilizers. But it was, at the time of getting, it was just a little bit too big for her. It was just a little bit too big. And so she just couldn't sort of get that balance of momentum and uh, balance just together. She just couldn't get them at the same time. And, and so it wasn't, it wasn't an experience that she wanted to repeat but for this one evening I, it was a nice evening and I, I just felt she'd grown enough and I just I'd seen her on a little scooter and I felt you know what I reckon that she I reckon she's got it I'm gonna 
I'm going to ask her if she wants to come to the park. And I was supposed to be taking her on a little daddy-daughter date to McDonald's for a milkshake, which I'm sure she was, you know, you're putting up, trying to learn a bike as opposed to having a chocolate milkshake. So I was already on a little bit of a a loser there. But but I said to her, I said, look, uh, I I think we're going to learn to ride a bike tonight. And she was a little cautious. She was a little apprehensive because she also had remembered tried to ride this bike. But I I reassured her and said I believed in her and then stopped listening to any of her uh, negativity. (laughs) (laughs) And and I put her in the car and we, we drove down to the park and we took the bike out of the car and, and she said, Dad, Dad, should I, should I get on it now? And I said, no, no, no. Let's walk up there because the paths up there, they are wide, they are long, and they are flat. She said, okay. So we walked up to where the paths were and I, and I put her on the bike and, and I, I was right. The, the frame fit her much better. She could get her feet on the ground. She was much more steady. And I gave her a few sort of final words of advice. I gave her a little push and I put my hand upon her shoulder and I paced alongside her until I just got that sense that she was taking up the strain. I let go and off she went. She just started to cycle off and, and she cycled for, for a little ways and then stopped and, and turned around and I could just tell that, that all of that doubt, all of that intrepidation, all of that caution, all of that fear had just instantly evaporated because she had just got this, this understanding of what lay before her, of what, of what this vehicle that she had now harnessed, what the potential of it was. And so we turned her around and we gave her another little push and off she went and she just went shooting off. I had just enough time to take a little eight second video on my phone until my phone memory all ran out. <laughs> it was just enough time for me to shout, well done, well done. Here's the thing. We'd had that bike for about a year and It was available to her that entire time. She could have gone and taken that bike. She could have gone and and, and made the most of that bike. It sat there. But it wasn't until, it wasn't until somebody said, I know you can do it. It wasn't until there was somebody standing beside her that believed in her that she stopped living by the experiences of her past And started to grab hold of the future that lay before her. It wasn't until she allowed somebody to choose paths for her. That she was able to take the absolute most out of that gift upon her. That gift that she had. It says in the Bible, uh, it says, show me your ways Lord. Teach me your paths. Teach me your paths. Come on church. Come on, church. You know what? God has opened up a new day. There is a fresh destiny. There is a greater authority that has come. The cross, the resurrection, it elevates us out of obscurity. It promotes us from mediocrity. It lifts the sanctions that sin imposed and prophesies that we shall do even greater things than this. Now, through the new man... The natural is suffused with the supernatural. In Romans 8, 11, it says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. His Spirit that dwells in you. Resurrection. His resurrection 
signaled the restoration of all mankind. Our mortal bodies are revived through the awakening of the Spirit, of His Spirit. And, and when that limit is gone, that limitation of mankind, that limitation of the flesh has been lifted off. It allows our spiritual nature to be emboldened, to step forward out of the shadow, to live the fullness that God has called for it. In Romans 5, verse 19, I'm just going to finish here. It says, For just as though the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, the many were made righteous. The many were made righteous because of the one man, because of the new man, because of Jesus Christ, because of the Father's Son who came down and and gave his life and paid that price, that made that blank check, that paid for all iniquity, that paid for all that we could not pay for, and made us righteous. We are righteous in your sight, God. We have been justified in your sight, God. Not about our actions. Not about what we have ever done right. But all about what you have done. That template. That template that you set for all mankind. And I want you to know today, you might not feel very righteous. It seems like a very grand word. You might not seem very holy. It seems an incredibly high-minded word. These words are, are far more attainable than we could ever imagine. Righteousness just means that you have relationship with God. It just means that you can come and have relation, have communion, have conversation. And holiness just means that God has removed all dysfunction. It just means he's removed all sin. God did it, not us. These things are attainable because that is what Christ gave his life for. That is what Jesus died for. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.